we've been looking at some crucial stories from the Old Testament and looking at how they prefigure the works of Jesus that we see in the Gospels. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of Noah's Ark. And in that story, in that portion that we heard, uh, we heard God's promise that he would not destroy humanity through water. Instead, in the New Testament, we see Jesus use water to give humanity life. And of course, that's what the sacrament of baptism is about, that we celebrate right here in the church. God doesn't use water to destroy. He uses water to give us life and to renew us. Last week, you'll recall, we heard the story of Abraham who went to sacrifice his beloved son, Isaac. This story is also important because because it gives us a little bit of a glimpse into the mind of a father sacrificing his only son. And this story helped the early church to understand the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Today we heard a very important story of how God gave the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel. Now, a lot of people don't really understand exactly why God gave us the Ten Commandments, and so they don't really understand all the time exactly what sin is and what sin does. Many people's understanding of sin hasn't deepened beyond the time they were children when they took their preparations for First Reconciliation and First Communion. Even many lifelong Catholics think of sin simply as breaking a rule. But sin is so much more than breaking a rule. Sin is going against our very nature. Sin actually does something to us. Simply stated, it hurts us. It wounds us. And the things that we call sins, they would have that effect on us even if God never commanded us to do otherwise. In other words, even if God never told us to lie, lying would still wound us. It'd still damage us. Dishonoring our mother and father would still hurt us even if God never commanded us to honor them. Coveting our neighbor's spouse or their possessions would still make us miserable, even if God never told us that it was wrong. You see, when God created us, he made us with love for God and love for others within us. Well, these things that we call sin... These sins drain our love for God and other people, and it replaces it with love for self. Sin makes us self-centered, and going through life as a selfish person is actually quite miserable. And as I've said fairly recently, I know that this is true because of theology, but I also know it's true because of my own personal experience as a sinner. I told our youth this this last Wednesday. When I was in high school, I was pretty selfish. I didn't worship God. I didn't dislike God. 
I didn't dislike him at all, but I didn't worship him and I wasn't really interested in what he wanted from me. I was, wasn't that nice to my parents. I had a lot of demands on them, but I wasn't always quick to respond to the demands that they had of me. I certainly didn't honor them. It was also, of course, me and my brother, we had a sibling rivalry. I was very lazy, didn't do my best in school all the time. I liked to sleep in a very long time. Of course, I gossiped about friends and classmates behind their backs. I wasn't a bully, but I sometimes laughed at the antics of bullies at the expense of their victims. Now, I was not the worst kid, and I don't want to paint that picture that I was some terrible sinner. My teachers and classmates all actually thought I was a pretty good kid, and I may have been better than most in many ways, but I was still pretty selfish, and my happiness in those days was rooted in very shallow things. If I did well in my soccer game, or if I did well on a test, or if I was with my friends, or watching TV, I was happy. As soon as something didn't go my way, I became unhappy. The summer after my freshman year of college, the terrorist attacks of September 11th occurred. And like many others, I began to rethink my priorities started going back to Mass and actually trying to understand the world through God's eyes. I went to confession, started to treat my family better, rekindled the practice of telling them that I loved them, and I experienced a lot of healing. I'm still selfish and self-centered a bit, but I'll tell you, it wasn't, it's not nearly as bad as I was. My happiness today, though, isn't based on shallow things. It's based on a belief that I am loved by God, and I don't think that there's anything deeper than that. I still get sad, angry, upset, and frustrated. Some of you know that. Uh, but those moments of sadness, they're fleeting and temporary. They wear off as quickly as they come. As I said, Sin is so much more than breaking a rule. And even if God never gave us ten commandments, to live contrary to those commandments would still hurt us. God gave us the ten commandments. He gave us the law as a gift so that we can understand who we are and so we can know how we're designed to live and designed to flourish. Of course, the Ten Commandments that Moses received, they were written on stone tablets. This only prefigures the new law that Jesus gives us. And the story of Jesus chasing out the money changers and the animals. Uh, he wasn't just making a moral statement about how the temple was being used. Uh, he drove out the animals that were used in the sacrifice uh, because he was signaling that they didn't need those anymore. There was a new covenant that was about to be established. And so Jesus drove out the animals and the money changers from the temple for that reason. There was a new covenant and a new law. And as I've taught you before, 
the difference between the old law and the new law is not the content of the law. It's where the law is written. The new law is placed inside of us. God heals that wound of sin by draining our love of self and replacing it with love for God and love for others. And it's in loving God and love for others where we fulfill all of the demands of the law. If you haven't been doing so during Lent, I really want to encourage you to confront this. To confront the reality that sin really does have consequences. And that when we sin, we really do become selfish. And we really do find our happiness rooted in other things, in very shallow things. So ask yourself, where is your happiness rooted? Is it rooted in love of God? Is it rooted in the fact that God loves you? Or, and are you happy when you're by yourself in your home or alone in bed? Can you be happy when you don't have a drink in front of you? Can you be happy when you aren't in a romantically satisfying relationship? Can you be happy when you aren't shopping or using the internet or gambling? If not, if you can't be happy without all of those things, I think there's a reason, and the reason is sin. And during Lent, we need to acknowledge that so that we can experience the healing that comes from the resurrection that we celebrate on Easter Sunday.